and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we accidentally fell in love with it this past year and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is just that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Welcome, welcome to the very first episode. You guys, I'm so excited. This is something that I have been thinking about our whole first year of homeschool, and I'm just thrilled with that behind us. I have the bandwidth, and it's now an actual thing in your podcast feed and in your ears now. This episode is a bit of an intro to who we are as a family, how we got started homeschooling, and why we continue to homeschool. But before we get started with that, I just wanted to say thank you for being here. I know many of you are dedicated listeners of my podcast with my friend Kelsey, the Girl Next Door podcast, or maybe you follow me on Instagram. But I would just so appreciate it if you would subscribe to the show, maybe go leave a review. That just really helps new podcasts so much and helps others find the show. So I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, a little bit about who we are as a family. So I am married to Jeremiah. We have been married for 16 years. We are high school sweethearts, actually. I like to say I stuck my claws in at 15. I saw potential. I hung on tight. Um, And we have two girls, Julia and Vanessa. They are eight and nine now and going into third and fourth grade. We are actually a family of five, including our elderly Chihuahua, which we 100% do count him. He's kind of our homeschool mascot, an ever-present cranky old man, and we love him. Um, We are originally from Wisconsin, but moved here to the desert in 2009, actually. So we are in a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, which means... You know, this time of year, we are regretting our decision, wishing we had made better life choices. Just kidding. We love it, but not in August. So (laughs) there's that. Um, So we actually adopted our girls from foster care in 2016. So we've had them with us since they were one and three. We were instant parents to two toddlers, and that was a wild ride to say the least, but obviously we wouldn't change any of it. Um, So I am actually a public school student. I went to public school my whole K-12 career, um, a public university, and I just, I had a great experience and great education in public school. I have nothing bad to say about that. Um, And then I was a teacher for eight years in public schools before I took a break to write and start a family. So I have taught everything from kindergarten, English language learners, K-3 special ed, second and third grade. Um, And then I was a public school parent until the pandemic happened. We loved the girls' school. We had a great community there and felt great about their education. So there will be, there's no public school bashing here. Um, I know that that is sometimes the main motivator for why people homeschool, but that's not the case here. Also, I get that it's not for everyone and that is okay too. Everyone is allowed to make what choices work for their family. I just want to share our experience here. So that's what you'll find. Okay, so what made us try homeschooling and how did we get started with it? Well, COVID made us do it. (laughs) Like so many people, um, I think it just forced everyone to take a look at things a little differently. Virtual school wasn't great, even though our teachers tried their hardest. 
um, Arizona goes back to the school year at the beginning of August. And so I felt like I had to make a decision even faster and where we were with the, the pandemic at that point. Um, schools were still, cram- you know, scrambling to put something in place for the fall. I was actually at the time, I mean, before this year, I would say I was actually against homeschool. I didn't think it could be um, what I know n- know now that it can be. I thought it, um, I had the stereotypical objections to homeschool about socializing, about um, so much time spent at home, all of that. Um, but schools at that time, like all of us, were trying the best they could to manage this impossible situation. And I, the final straw was... I watched a school board meeting online that was a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't even decide if they were wearing masks or not. Everybody was so stressed out. And I'm like, you know what? That's it. I am just choosing to forego the roller coaster ride that will be this year, no matter what we choose, and just homeschool. At least I have some control over that. Um, I wanted stability for my girls. I didn't want the, you know, in school for a while, not in school, back to virtual, hybrid, all the things. It felt like something I could control. We were privileged beyond, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt to be in the situation to do that. Plus, I actually taught the grades, second and third grade, that they were going into. So I felt fairly confident in the academics. I looked up the state laws. Turns out in Arizona, it's pretty easy to homeschool um, in terms of requirements. And so I... I knew I was qualified um, and I got started. So let's talk about how our first year went. (laughs) Lest you think it's all rainbows and unicorns. No. So the first six to eight weeks, I would say there was lots of understandable and very normal boundary testing. Um, it, It was a new role for me. It was a new position for them to be in. We were living in this crazy pandemic world. There's just a lot of big feelings. Um, Lots of tears, particularly when challenged or asked to be creative or take initiative. Honestly, my girls were very good students um, always. So they were used to kind of skating by on that, if that makes sense. Um, But I knew them and saw where they were at and expected more. And so while I could have definitely approached that a little more gently at the beginning, um, I think that that was a a learning curve for all of us, that mommy was going to have high expectations. Um, once I got to know where they were actually at, we really, we really dove in and we, you know, they had to get used to that and I had to know how to do it gently. Um, we scrapped our original expensive curriculum completely. <laughs> I had originally bought Oak Meadow, didn't work um, for us, but I know some families absolutely love it. It's been, it's been around forever. I knew I wanted something secular based for the most part. Um, I knew I I just couldn't get my head around how this whole thing worked. So what I will say is Oak Meadow was not a complete loss because it did kind of help me get an idea of how to even structure a homeschool day, which is very different than the classroom, obviously. Um, But it just didn't work, especially with the structure that we were all used to. It's very Waldorf inspired. It's a little more free spirit. And honestly, with me having been a public school teacher and them being public schooled up to this point and just being kids who really love structure in general, I just found that it didn't work with what we were all used to. So we had to scrap that and find some things that were a better fit. Um, There were some definite gaps from virtual learning. Again, nobody's fault, but just not the biggest, um, 
you know, not the best way for kids to learn at those ages, obviously. And second and third grade are big ages for some math concepts, for some grammar and um, reading comprehension skills and writing. And so they definitely had a few gaps from that. Um, I will say, really, I had to learn in homeschool to prioritize the relationship above all else and hold everything else a little more loosely. Um, It feels automatically very high stakes for both parent and child in the homeschooling situation um, because all your eggs are in that basket, right? And I had to remember that overall, I was their mom (laughs) over everything else. And I just needed to hold on to everything a little more loosely and not be quite so controlly about it. Um, But then we really found our groove by like October, I would say. And we fell hard, head over heels in love with homeschool. I mean, me and the girls truly, we found the magic. The girls started to see the benefits. You know, they would comment when we could be outside when it was so nice. Like, I couldn't do this if I was in school. And honestly, overall, it just surprised me so much. I I was excited going into it because we had made the choice and it felt like, again, something very tangible I could do to contribute to a crazy situation for our family and that that all of our families found ourselves in. Um, So I kind of expected though, maybe one year and I was willing to end up hating it, but muddle through anyways. (laughs) But very quickly it became something I could, I would have a hard time letting go of now, honestly. Um, It feels like Dorothy and Oz a little bit, not to be cliche, but everything is in color and it, it would be hard to go back to the pace, to the um, I don't know, to being more hands-off in their education, um, to have them being gone all day, every week. I, I just am really grateful for the opportunity with the pandemic to hit pause. And I'm sure some of you can relate to that in other areas. I wouldn't wish this on any of us. And I know that this was not mostly a positive for a lot of people, but for us, I'm super grateful that um, it gave us that opportunity. So we decided to keep doing this. So here are the 10 reasons we continue to homeschool. This is specifically when I say we fell in love with it, here are the reasons it works for us and why we love it. I'm just going to go through the list and say a little bit more about each one in detail. Um, Number one, for us, homeschool feels like a connection. It feels like quality time. It is quality time. Um, It's something very tangible to connect over. Um, it's, it's forcing that together time to, to really dig in with them and hear their thoughts to share memories together. Um, that part has been just really, really cool. Um, yeah, it feels like more than just school or more than just educating. It feels like it is building into our relationship. Um, Another one that obviously we love that most people love about homeschool is just the flexibility. Honestly, especially with the rapidly changing world, with travel opening back up, that was such a um, a gift to be able to, you know, book an Airbnb for the weekend and make it a long weekend with just our little family and get out of the house when we were all cooped up and know that we had all the flexibility in the world to do that. We took some school with us. We moved some things around. It has just been so nice to be able to maybe like 
you know, as travel opens back up for my husband with work to piggyback on a work trip or something like that. And it doesn't have to be over a school break or we don't need to pull them out. Another huge one for me is that I feel like I am using, I have tapped into using my strengths in parenthood. Um, Obviously, I was a teacher. I was kind of done with the politics and the paperwork and the testing and the direction that education was going. Um, And I was burned out, honestly. But I'm getting back to my love of teaching and I know how to do this. And I feel so empowered to get to be the one. You know, it's so, I had rewarding moments as a teacher, obviously, but it is so rewarding when it's your own kid you get to pour into in this way. It's just been really, really cool. Um, I will say for our specific situation too, homeschool has been very redemptive. After a stressful start to parenting in the foster care system um, and an adoption process that lasted nearly two years with lots of like literally unprecedented ups and downs um, compared to how our case was supposed to go. It's just, it was a very stressful time for connection for a lot of reasons. Um, And so I feel like this has been a bit of a second chance. I, you know, I stayed at home with the girls when, um, when they first came to us for a couple of years before they started preschool and it just was such a hard time to be present. It was such a hard time to, for my bonding, for my attachment, because everything was so stressful going on in the background. And I didn't always handle that well. I wasn't always proud of that. Um, but this has been so healing to have this time together while they're still so young to further our bonding and attachment. And I've just seen a huge difference in our relationship um, as a result. Okay, the fifth reason we're continuing to homeschool is honestly, it just fits both me and my husband's rebel tendency quite a bit. It fits our personalities to just be like, you know what? We are going to do this thing our way. Um, and we don't have to play by the rules. We don't have to, we, okay, we have to play by the rules. We are playing by the rules. But I'm just saying we get to decide what we want to teach our kids about. We get to decide to tell them the truth about hard things that are glossed over in schools. We get to do this thing our way. We get to make our own schedule. And for any of you who know me, you know that I do not like to be told what to do. And I I like to be in control. And so honestly, I, it sounds bad maybe, but that has been a huge benefit for homeschool. I think if you are the type of person who really wants a rule book to follow and you need, um, you know, some people are just wired where they need that external validation and they need to have someone kind of helping them along the way, this might not be the right path for you. But I think for those of us who have kind of that rebel streak to begin with, kind of that um, anti-authoritarian streak, this works really well, honestly. So it just, it's a natural fit for my personality. Okay. Number six, and this is the main thing and what honestly we would not continue doing if I hadn't seen all of these benefits with my kids, despite how much I love it. Um, I have seen so much growth in their creativity in their wonder about the world and their curiosity again, um, their, their willingness to tackle like harder problems and their higher level thinking skills 
has improved so much. And I think part of that is they just have to be more engaged in their education this way. And like I said, when they are used to being good students, um, you know, on the higher end of achievement in their classrooms, I know how it was as a teacher. Those students often, it's like, okay, they got it. They're good. I need to help this struggling kid here, or I need to work with this small group of kids here. And so often through no fault of anybody's other than numbers, um, the kids who are well-behaved and, you know, working at or above grade level often don't get challenged to take it to that next step. Like, okay, what can you do with this information now? And I definitely saw from both my girls that there was just a a lack of creativity, a lack of initiative, a lack of wanting to take things to the next level. It was just like bare minimum skate by good enough, you know, and they were used to being praised for that. And so I have seen so much growth in slowing down, in challenging them, in getting out in nature, um, having the time to have these big questions and discussions that like you just don't have time for always in the classroom with 30 kids. And so that has been the benefits that I've seen there just literally take my breath away. They are, they're different kids than they were, you know, a year and a half ago. And it's just really cool to see. Another reason we love it is just so much quality family time overall, not just with me and the girls. I'm definitely the primary teacher and educator in our family. Um, But Jeremiah works from home also, and so he's just able to pop in, you know, and have lunch with us. We're able to all be done a lot earlier in our day. There's no commuting. There's no picking up kids from school. And really, the amount of family time that that has given us back has been huge. And I anticipate doing even more. I I hope to really you know, travel around the state a little bit more this year as a family, even on just some weekend trips that tie in with our curriculum and Um, have Jeremiah in on that a little bit more, but it's just been, it's been cool to see how much um, overall family time we've bought back with this arrangement. Um, Another thing obviously is just an individualized education that can both support them when they're struggling and challenge them based on their strengths, weaknesses, their interests, their learning styles in a way that's just not possible in a traditional school setting. I know teachers that are amazing at differentiating their instruction, and that's come such a long way, you know, since I was in school, but there's just nothing like a completely customized education to an individual child. Um, And we do some things together, obviously, but I am able to tailor everything uh, based on where they are and how they are progressing. And that is just a huge benefit. Another one, which may sound a little silly, (laughs) But has to be said, like, honestly, you guys, slow starts to the day. We have such a slower start to the day, so much less fighting in the morning, you know, the before school rush. Um, and really the the day overall just feels a lot, a lot gentler. There's not the before school rush. There's not the after school, like unpack the backpacks, sign the things, do the homework, get to the extracurriculars. All of everything has just slowed down and we have a lot more time in our day to do all kinds of things, go on a little outing, listen to an audiobook. you know, 
um, the pace is just so much slower, but then yet we get so much more done because I only have two kids and we're at home. We don't need to go all out together at recess and then come back in and go to the bathroom and get settled back in, you know, 30 plus kids. Like it doesn't, there's an insane amount of time wasted during a school day, just, just managing logistics of a lot of kids in a classroom. Right. And so there's just so much more time. We start homeschool um, around 8.45 each day, which is at least an hour later than they would have normally started in public school. We're done by like 2.30 at the latest, or we can take breaks throughout the day and do something later in the evening, even if we need to. So it is just such a flexible, gentle way to approach the day. Um, but then I feel like we get more done too. So it's just been amazing. Okay. And lastly, and we're going to talk about this a lot on the show here. Um, I'm not going to shy away from some of these things, but you know what they're being taught as a homeschooler and you have direct personal teaching and involvement about things that are important to you. For some people, that's faith. For some people, um, that's their worldview on science and history. But there's just natural set-aside time, both in the curriculum, but also just to incorporate honest conversations about hard things that really you might want them to be having with you and not learning about at school necessarily, um, from sex education to exposure to differing viewpoints, um, different perspectives. Maybe you, you, know, you want to dig into some true advocacy, things that are just... Um, sensitive topics in a school, you can really dig into and get into your family values in a homeschool setting. I want to teach honest history. I want to teach a science that asks a lot of questions and is okay with the information that we find. I want to I want to have conversations in a way that um, just a quick car ride home after school can't do. You know, so I have been able to really dig into some conversations with them that have been so meaningful at their at these ages where they're coming into their own, they're heading into adolescence, and we can really lay some some awesome foundations for openness, for honesty. And I'm I'm just excited about that. That has been a huge benefit. So I think that's it for today. I want to try to keep these episodes between 20 and 30 minutes, something more bite-sized for you to um, listen to whenever you get a minute. But that's it for this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. Let's continue the chat over on Instagram. I am at Lad Erica over there. Um, you can find all kinds of videos there on curriculum, books and resources, quick tips, lots of behind the scenes of our homeschool in my stories over there. I'd also love to hear from you. I want this to be an ongoing conversation. So send me an email at hello homeschoolhood, all one word, at gmail.com. Until next week, remember whether you homeschool or not, you are your child's first and most important teacher, and you've got this.